when we look back in history, I think we will judge that 2004 was the ANC's high point and that it declined from there. And the decline is well underway. In fact, if the ANC hadn't turned to the race card about two weeks before the election, they would have done much worse than they eventually did. You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The following interview is from the Newscape archives and was recorded in Cape Town. The municipal elections are over. What can we learn from the results? Well, we know that the ANC has lost ground and that the DA has gained ground, unlike any other party. On the line now, the leader of the opposition and the Premier of the Western Cape, it's Helen Ziller. Madam Premier, I have to apologise for not giving you airtime during the run-up to the elections on FMR. But there's an organisation called ICASA which says and dictates that we present a balanced political coverage. And you can't cover in a balanced way unless you have two parties. And the DA said yes, and the ANC, we actually couldn't get through to them. I wonder why that is. Well, I think many people have complained about that. And I think ICASA is setting rules that many, especially community radio stations, can't meet. But my view is that if a radio station has made a sincere and regular attempt to cover in a balanced way and invited various parties to attend, and some don't reply and some do, then it's just bad luck for ones that don't reply. It can't possibly be that you are prevented from covering the election and leaders contesting the election if one party refuses to reply to your invitation. So I think all ICASA should require is that you make a genuine and sincere attempt to do so and can demonstrate that you have. Yeah, I think that's well put, actually. They didn't refuse. I just couldn't ever get through to the right people. But let's not dwell on that. You made inroads, but were those inroads satisfactory to you during the elections that have just passed? Yes, I was delighted with the outcome. If you compare apples with apples and compare then this election result with the last local election result, which was in 2006, we've almost doubled our number of votes. In 2006, we got 1,6 million votes, and this time we got over 3 million votes. It's the first time in any election we've gone above 3 million votes. And we grew in every single municipality that we contested. And not only that, we grew from every population group, if I can put it that way in the old South Africa speak, which was actually wonderful because it showed us that we don't have to be stuck in the old South African way of thinking because it's not one group versus another. Most people are gravitating towards a space that brings South Africans together and does not divide them. So the DA definitely is the party that unites South Africans and people from every group want to be in that space. Was it people that were fed up with the ANC or was it people that were impressed with the DA or a bit of both? I think probably a bit of both. There are many push factors from the ANC and we need to increase the pull factors that attract people to the DA. We haven't got that perfectly tuned yet, and there's still a lot of work to do before we can be an acceptable alternative for all the many people that are very alienated from the ANC. We saw the remarkable occurrence of people voting for the ANC, and the very day after the vote was announced, going out to protest against the candidate they just elected. Now, that is puzzling a democracy because one would think that if one doesn't like the candidate, one votes for another party. So there is still a way to go before we're seen as an acceptable alternative for many, many people who chose rather to protest against the ANC candidate than vote for an alternative. So we have a long way to go. But the truth is the ANC is propelling many people out of their party. 
If I was part of the spin department of the DA, if there is such a thing, I would be tearing my hair out and saying to myself, well, if I look at the poorest areas of South Africa where the ANC have failed to deliver so spectacularly, they still get the majority of the vote. I think there was something like 71.6% in the Eastern Cape or areas of the Eastern Cape going for the ANC. I mean, if I was in your department, I'd be going there and saying, have they delivered? Do you have a job? Do you have these services? And they would say no. And you say, well, why are you voting for the ANC? Did you come up against this sort of uh, mental barrier? Well, it is very much like that across rural South Africa in particular, especially in Limpopo, where up till 90-something percent of people in the most desperate wards are voting for the ANC, places where there's no water, where people have to buy water from other people who have pumps in the ground, and most people don't, so even selling basic water becomes a business that people profit from in that context rather than the free basic services and particularly water that the DA offers where we govern. And people have absolutely no services, no toilets, no water, no roads, no electricity, nothing. And in many cases, for example, taps are in the ground, but they've never been able to be turned on because the connections haven't been made, and this is for 10, 20 years or 10, 15 years. And people still vote for the ANC. And I've gone to many of these places. In one of them, we actually provided the water, the DA, and people continued overwhelmingly to vote for the ANC. It's a function of history. It's a function of feeling they belong to the ANC or that the ANC controls them. If, they, if you like, I always say nobody's owned by any organization. But I think there's a very deep loyalty and a very deep identification with the ANC, which is extraordinarily difficult to challenge, especially given our history. Talk about history now. History is a word that begins with H, and I've always said during my private discussions about the elections that people are voting because of or have voted over the last 17 years of democracy because of number one heritage and number two latterly habit now are you going to break that habit can you break the history the heritage and the habit or is this few percentage points that the ANC have dropped just simply because I don't know just because they thought well we'll try something else and then they'll go back to the ANC in in future or is this a genuine movement through time towards a viable opposition and a more vibrant political environment in South Africa? Well, I think it's definitely the latter, Lindsay. I think we have got a viable platform. One out of every four people that voted, voted for the DA. So I think that that is a viable platform. And I think the tide has turned. When we look back in history, I think we will judge that 2004 was the ANC's high point and that it declined from there. And the decline is well underway. In fact, if the ANC hadn't turned to the race card about two weeks before the election, they would have done much worse than they eventually did. But that racial mobilization is a ticket that always works for them because it mobilizes people on the basis of fear, on the basis of ancestry and heritage, on the basis of history, on the basis of common loyalty bonds, and people find it very difficult to cross over to any other party with their vote, which one is supposed to do in a democracy if you've been let down by your current representatives. I wonder if you look back at anthropological political history and you say to yourself, how long does it take for voters to change? In other words, how many generations down the line from the 
birth of democracy in a country do people start to change their attitudes? Undoubtedly, there was a loyalty, and quite rightly so, towards the ANC because yes. they threw off the yoke of apartheid. Yes. But how many generations in the future? We're 17 years ahead. That's not a generation. Is it going to be two, three, four? Will we be in our graves before we get a 50-50 in this country? Well, I think you have to look at our own history. I mean, think of the National Party. It's a direct parallel situation. And that took decades and decades. But what I do want to say is this. I think it will be much sooner, because while we really have to honor the history of the ANC, the ANC today is not true to what the ANC once was, and certainly not true to Nelson Mandela's legacy or vision. And so our job in the DA is to respect that history and to honor that history and to claim the space for the evolution of that historical trajectory, which we believe that the ANC has abandoned. You probably um, relaxed for 24 hours after the results and had a bit of fun. You probably were disappointed, as I was, because I was at the Greenpoint Stadium on Saturday watching Ajax Cape Town throw away the PSL title when they had it in their grasp. But nonetheless, you are now back at your desk. What is the next task? Because undoubtedly, despite your gains and your success, you've got a lot of work to do. Well, I was amazed how smoothly the Premier's office ran without me. I thought a Premier was entirely dispensable when I came back to this office after being away for most of the eight weeks of the campaign. The office was really perfectly run, and I didn't think they missed a beat. So it was great to come back to see how dispensable I was. But there was nevertheless a list of things for me to do, which I got on with. And now it's back to the grindstone. And we're also very deep in planning the 2014 general election, which is going to be a very important milestone for us. Does it involve a different type of campaign to the municipal election that you've just successfully campaigned for? Well, every single campaign involves the kind of approach that is necessary for that time and space. So we will be doing a lot of research to understand exactly what kind of campaign we need to run to go the next step in South African politics. But we're already looking at the broad parameters and what we'd like to achieve and then how to get there. Without being facetious and very finely, will it go from toilets to macroeconomics? Because that's <laughs> the difference between municipal elections and general elections. Well, I really hope so. I mean, the biggest issue for South Africans overall is economic growth, because without economic growth, we can't generate more jobs. And so the most important target that we all have to have in every single election is how to grow the economy and how to get more people employed. Madam Premier, thanks very much for your time. That's Helen Ziller, the Premier of the Western Cape and leader of the opposition. Thanks very much, Lindsay. It was good to be with you. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.